What's up, guys? It's Cass, just reminding you to head over to Justition and use our promo code REALTALK for 10% off your order. T-shirts, long sleeves, sweatpants, hoodies, hats, sticker packs, flags, you name it. The boys over at Justition have you locked down. That's using our code REALTALK for 10% off. And again, thanks for listening to us over here at The Real Talk. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Welcome back to Real Talk, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Dami Hockey, Dobby CNY. That's Dami with a Y, not an IE, because your boy is fly. How you doing? Have another one. Uh, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, especially with all the news going on right now. We are really getting into it, and Katz loves to scream, so we like to post him a lot. Uh, speaking of Katz, we have Mr. Dewey Crocs himself holding it down on the island. Dewey, I know you're excited because of your aisles today. What do you got? What's going on? What up? What up? What's up, Dom? It's good to see everybody again. Uh, yeah, it looks like Lou is awake, uh, signing Matt Martin to four years um, for a 1.5 mil. So we'll see how that goes down the stretch here. But we got nine days before puck drop here between our aisles and our Rangers here. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you and I, um, at that day, starting at noon, you and I can't be friends until the game's over. That's the rules. Um, I kind of feel, feel bad. Normally, I introduce Marissa first because it's ladies first, obviously. So we'll go right to her. Marissa, what up? Hey, um, not much. Just waiting for the Bruins to actually do something. Yeah, good luck. Still, still dead. Still <laughs> yeah, dead luck. over here. Aging. You got two years, and then that window's closed. Um, that's my prediction. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, this is going to be fun because Jonesy isn't a guest, but I want to take a special note to mention Jonesy because of the guests we have and the news we got yesterday from In Rabash We Trust. That's what I'm referring to him as from now on. Jonesy B is in the house. The reason I say it's exciting is because you're a huge St. Louis Blues fan, so this is going to be fun today. Uh, Jonesy, how are you feeling? What up? What up? I made it another one. Is it five straight? I think this is five straight, which is a miracle because having a local celebrity on here is borderline impossible. For some reason, I can get people that I barely speak to on the show more often than you, and you're one of my co-hosts. I wanted to make sure that I made it for five straight, so I like scarfed down dinner, flew downstairs, threw on the computer, and I was ready to rock. Uh, very excited to talk about this this Blues uh, AHL affiliate in Utica. Very yeah, excited about so... That's going to be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll get into that a little more. I want to make sure I introduce our guest today, the official guest. Uh, we are very, very, very grateful to honor or honor. I'm sorry. We're not honoring you. Um, <laughs> it's very, an honor for me. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. We have Andrew Dominio, local WIBX 950 radio on the show today. Andrew, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good to see you. I'm, I've seen I've seen so many. I don't get to watch every week, but I've seen so many episodes. So to be here is really cool for me. Why have you ever turned into the show? Of course. No. You guys oh have my a very God. good social media presence. We're um we're okay. see we're trying, and I'm trying to do it to where it's you know enjoyable to follow, but the information you need is there. Like I made sure yesterday, I, I went about and did a little post about the comments because as you said you spoke to uh mr ash today yourself correct i'm first news with keeler in the morning wibx he was uh one of our guests this morning kind of breaking down the decisions that were made he was busy and i mean it's it's amazing what it's amazing what he and uh george murad and frank duras and everybody that has brought the comments to this area has done right um, the comments were the catalyst for everything that's going on here. It gave people reason. It gave people confidence to invest in the area. I'm an optimist 
when it comes to this area. I love it. I've lived elsewhere and uh, I love being back. And there's so many cool things happening here. And uh, Comets Hockey's coming back. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, I would expect that you're pretty, uh, you're pretty positive, especially about what's going on here. You are into the real estate game, which is like, if I'm not watching sports, I'm watching HGTV. That's kind of my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't like to admit that. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, like I'm pretty sure people were watching. I, it was like, I want to say one of the debates and I was watching a new episode of flip or flop. I was pretty into that. <laughs> I, mean, I can't, I can't, can't avoid it. Um, what's like, what's really more important here? Like this or that. And it's obviously HGTV for you. So yeah, it's the yeah. bill because you I know, think, my thing with that, people ask me all the time, you must be in real estate. You must watch that show all the time. Here's the thing. People around here, if they tell you what they want to spend, that's what they want to spend. Right. 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 It's so unrealistic. Uh, in a sense, I'm not, I'm not knocking it too much because those houses are beautiful and those people that are on those shows, they have a ton of money, but it's right. like our budget's two and a half million, but, uh, we, you know, but I know that their budget's two and a half million. We're going to show them this $4 million house. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of, um, it's like what the show's budget is. They say, I want to spend $200,000. Don't show me anything, uh, over 195. One of my favorite things about those shows is <laughs> me and me and uh, the CEO upstairs always talk about this because she's usually we both bought our, we've bought our own houses we're into fixing houses up and stuff like that one of my favorite things is they're always just like like on flip or flop for example it'd be like oh what do you think about this kitchen and it'd be like I don't know 19 grand it's like what yeah that's what you have to look at <laughs> I tell all my clients especially the ones that are buying you make all your money when you buy Right. Said everything. If you're buying stocks, if you're buying, if you collect, you know, if you collect anything, you want to buy it at the lowest price. That's where you make your money because you want to forecast what you can sell it for later. Right. So that's all stuff you have to think about. It is. Yeah. It is, it's crazy. That's the one thing I like, I look at my house that, cause right now, like we live together. So I have my house. It's a rental property right now. And I, I, I see it as it's like my student loans or something. Like I want to pay, pay off my student loans or something cool with that. Or like buy a new podcasting studio setup. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> on to, uh, so obviously you're at WIBX now. You want to get into a little bit more of what you've done in the past as far as radio and broadcasting goes? We'd love to hear about that. Yeah, sure. If you want. Um, the, I started off when I was 15 years old. Uh, and Jones, will remember from Notre Dame, it was the morning show. Oh yes, yes! I forgot about that. Let's go. Me and uh, me and Mark Murphy, um, co-host extraordinaire of the morning show, we would uh, <laughs> we would drive everybody crazy on that thing. But then, so I started to get involved in radio with Bill Keeler when I was 15, 16 years old. Oh wow! I had got introduced to him through Ryan Nobles, who's now on CNN. But he was a parishioner at my church. He found out I was interested in media and then referred me to Bill. So I did started interning for Bill 1516, worked with him on and off uh, various summers through college, moved to Nashville. And then when I moved back, he was at WIBX and the station wasn't in a position because let me tell you something, radio don't make no money. You got to make your own money in radio. You know what I mean? Right. So he was paying me out of pocket, but I knew, you know, if I worked hard and did a, you know, a decent job for him, maybe it would open up another door at the radio station. So then I got hired to do middays on Big Frog 104 for a few years, then moved to the news full time. I had always been on Bill's show in the morning on WIBX. 
and then I started to do, I left frog to do mornings full time, which made men I got in, you know, instead of getting in at six, I got in at four o'clock. So that's where I'm at now. Ugh. Uh, it's brutal. You never get used to it. Right. So then they, when we acquired town square media, who owns the radio stations that we uh, operate. So that's uh light 98, seven, the Eagle, big frog 104 and WIBX or we acquired WOUR and then they put me on afternoons there. So I also do afternoons three to seven on WOUR. So you're just busy guy there. You're crushing it. Job security. Job security. You're, yes. You're the, last, you're the last person to hopefully get fired when everybody else does. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think that's, I've always thought it was very interesting because I, now they, it, I'm, it's all coming back to me now. I remember you doing the morning show and it's just like, to see where you are now. It's kind of like you really do generally got to start somewhere. It's crazy. And for anybody that wants, you know, anybody that wants to do anything, it's just about doing it. Right. You know, if somebody said to me, you know, would you get into real estate? You know, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. And so the, um, the woman who owns the company that I work for now, River Hills Properties, I was at, uh, it was actually Keeler's wife's Christmas party. And or it was Keeler's wife's birthday party, excuse me. It was Ali. It was for Ali. And uh, I remember talking to Robin, Hey, you know, I've always kind of been interested in real estate. And then it was just hook, line and sinker. She told me what to do and uh, be starting my fifth year in March. That's awesome. It's so cool. I, I love, I love the, uh, the diversity between the, the radio to the real estate, but that's gotta be really convenient to like build bridges and network. I feel like that's probably a great way to do it. It, it, it has helped tremendously. And um, I just, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I don't like to, when I had COVID, right. I had to be in my apartment for 10 days. I was going crazy. I was literally going, it got to the point where, I don't know if the, you know, Cuomo or the health department is going to come after me for saying this, but it got to the point, like at the end of the isolation period, I had to just get in my car and drive. Sure. It's just me. I think that's an extension of isolation. Sure. You know, you're in your own car by yourself. Right. Around anybody. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's, um, that's crazy. You hit me with that one. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, you're doing this thing here, right? You know, you're yeah. passionate about it. You guys are all passionate about doing this and that's, I mean, that's the only thing that's important. Yeah. And it, and it has like, it sounds crazy, but when I started, I started, this, I started doing like my first couple episodes that I did, I did by myself, which I've had people who do podcasting in general come up and tell me they're like, I could never do that. Like, I don't know just to have, and I, I did it assuming that like maybe one person maybe might hear it, but it turned into, you know, a little bit of traction. We've been able to get a couple of college players on. I got you on local radio personality. That's no, nothing to shake your head at really cool guests coming up. I don't want to announce anything yet. I'll tell you after we record, I forgot about it. It's cool. Um, but yeah, with all the news going on with the Comets, um, Ash said yesterday, it was expected the season was going to start the 5th. I already saw that one coming. The Blues information is bananas. That's, that's I mean, that is so, that, that's really exciting stuff right there. It, and hopefully it, we'll be able to get in there this year and, and see it, you know. Well, I'm hoping, I had saw, and this was kind of my thought too, and I wanted to bounce your, bounce like some thoughts off you here because I know you're obviously, you're a little more in the know than most people just being on the radio and with working with Keeler. Um, by the way, I just want to say, I've, I've met him a couple of times. He seems like a great guy. I don't, I don't know him that well, but he seems like he's just a super nice guy and he seems to know everybody. So, he <laughs> 
He must know yeah. everything about everybody. He's it's the same person on the air that he is in person. Yeah. Uh, in person, maybe he's a little bit more shy in some instances. Really? Like, but same, you know, it's so, it's so fun. Like it totally takes the pain out of waking up at three 30 every morning to have uh, Bill and Jeff just for three hours. That's like the easiest part of my day. It's yeah. Three hours of doing the show, shooting the breeze, you know, what makes it good like this podcast is that we're all friends right. outside of the show. We hang, you know, we'll go, you know, pre COVID of course we would go and do more stuff, but um, we are, you know, friends with each other outside of the show too. So that helps. We've been doing it together for almost seven, eight years now. Right. Uh, and when you build that up, it's, it makes it a lot easier. Right. Yeah. That's see, that's why, like, cause me and Katzi, he's from Long Island. Me and him went to college together. So we've known each other for a while. I've known Jonesy since high school, obviously. Marissa's new to the mix, but it's still kind of cool. We kind of hit it off pretty well. So that, I, I think that's what makes this work is that we have a good relationship, like both on the air and off. Like we talk all day. We have a group chat and Br- Brad will tell you, he'll get out of the gym and there's 200 messages in the group chat. <laughs> I'm going to read all these. Dude, Andy, Sunday night, I'm playing hockey at like 7 o'clock. I get done at 9. Come off the ice, I have 170 unread messages from one group chat. Not multiple, one. Hey, we had a lot of ideas, okay? Yeah. I also have some breaking news. You can have <laughs> Kim ahead. and Kanye are getting divorced. Oh, jeez. Yes, it, the news just broke on Twitter. Oh, my oh. God. I'm well. so excited. <laughs> Cause you, cause you want to, you, you're going to go after Kanye now? No, 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 no. My dad and I have a bet going on when they were going to get divorced. Oh, the pool. Yeah. So both of us lost, but like, we were like, all right. So Kanye said that stuff about Kim when he did his like little stint with politics and we're like, all right, when do you think this is going to happen? And I was like, I give it like six months did not happen in six months. This is like three months later. Oh wow. Yeah. Shorter than you thought. Yeah. What I was going to say is you have to have a separate group chat that's titled when Jonesy's playing hockey. So well, <laughs> it just has to be like, if, if it's, a, <laughs> yeah. if, it's a, if it's super important, include it in the one group chat. And if it's a brainstorm, put in different ones, like have different people on the lineup. Like well, more I often than that, I don't need to be in it. I can't tell you how many times it'll be like the morning of a podcast or like an hour before we record. And I'm just like, Oh, so-and-so. And then one of them is like, wait, we're recording today. I was like, yes, Every dude, time. we've been talking about it for a week. Like, but the pro- like I said, the problem is like, no, that- no, no, don't say the- one of them. You know, it's me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't say too. Parker it's me and you because I literally, uh, you. hold it down a little lower. Yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Okay, let's. Uh, uh, this is what I know that you will appreciate this and you'll be able to help me out here. This is why this is fun. This is why this is fun. I don't want to bring this up because we can't be in the building yet, but you mentioned it. I'm kind of hoping we'll be able to towards the end of the season. I've beaten over their heads like a, it's, it's a dead horse at this point. But talking to Jackson Rotowski from Utica College, talking to Brandon Osmondson from Utica College, they can relate as a player, as a fan. How awesome is the odd? Is it just not bananas? Because I know people that don't know me or not from here that listen to this are like, this guy's just talking nonsense, but it's crazy, right? It's, it's the best arena in the AHL, hands down. That's why the league had all-star game twice in three years there. Right. That doesn't happen anywhere else. And for a Utica College player 
to play with that shit, with that equipment, with that. I don't say shit in a derogatory term, but in, in that way. That's stuff. <laughs> stuff. Can we swear on? I can't swear yes. on here. No, you can. Like, Go ahead. Yeah, you no, you can. That's why I said when you said have a drink, it's like a happy hour. Let it fly, buddy. Yeah. So, um, but it's and it was cool to see the transformation. Everybody right. remembers Prowler's games. You know, yes. you're lucky you make it out of there with your wallet, and uh, you know, and the and the odd was kind of run down and shit. It was orange and, and blue. Thing, <laughs> yeah, the only thing that was consistent is the Chicken Man, who was there in the in the. The Prowlers games, and now I think he still he still goes to Comics games. He does. I see him from time to time. Chicken, <laughs> I remember Chicken. I. It's funny you mentioned Prowlers games. One of my favorite memories of Prowlers games is I was. I don't remember how old I was. This is what this is. The, I think the UHL was the elementary school. It's yeah. The UHL was in existence. I think it was ninety eight through two thousand one. So it was somewhere in there, and I was eating one of those little pizza hut pan pizzas, right? And I had it in my lap and a puck comes flying off the ice and hits a lady in the knee. And I hear the lady talking, I'm eating my pizza, who cares? And then all of a sudden a puck lands in the box and there's a, there's a, an usher stand there. Just like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> I still have the puck somewhere too. It's, uh, it's got a, a Yeti's pizza and Herkimer sponsorship on it. <laughs> That's I know. The best part about Utica is the history of minor league sports. And Absolutely. So of course, you have the Utica Blues. You had the Utica Blue Sox, which is crazy if you think about the people that have come through here and that played for that team. Uh, that you know, Bill Murray and his brother were like owners of the team. Doyle yes. was like the owner of the of the Blue Sox. And what's really cool is uh, Scott Flansburg is a guy we have on the show sometimes. He's from Herkimer originally. They call him the Human Calculator. This guy can beat a calculator if you do some sort of, so, you know, you can hit like two times one times two times and just hit it, hit it a bunch. He will beat the calc. I mean, his brain is better than a calculator, but he discovered uh, he's working on a project called now the Herkimer nine. And there's a lot of basketball early in the sport and in professional basketball, a lot of it derived from Herkimer. So I'm not as familiar with that and the history of that, but that that might be something it's a good for another podcast for you guys that there's some interesting history out of Herkimer, New York, when it comes to basketball. So, Oh yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. It's really, you know, Utica's a happening place on a lot of fronts. Dude. Yeah. That's, it's, it's funny you mentioned the blue Sox too, because if you look at some of the players that have played there, um, I mean, you got Larry Walker, hall of fame, baseball player, arguably statistically best right fielder of all time, offensively, at least, um, a Miguel couple other, Cabrera. yeah, right. Miguel Cabrera. I mean, one of the best players of the generation. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that and like look at it now and just think like, wow, there's been so much history here. Like between that, all the hockey history with the Clinton Comets and then everything again, you mentioned the Prowlers and Martin Brodeur played here with the Utica Devils for a little while. I mean, there's just been so much going on here. It's, it's crazy because Utica gets a bad rap in a lot of ways, but when you look at it through a certain lens, it really is, like you said, a happening place, and that's a great way to look at it. From a marketability standpoint of the area, you know, what, I mean, what more could you want when, you know, you've got a four-hour drive can get you to New York City, can get you to Lake Placid, can get you to Canada, can get you to Buffalo, can get you – whatever you like to do. You like to ski, you like to water ski, you like to boat, camp, you got it an hour and a half away, not even. You've got – you want to go down to New York City, you got that. you got the Finger Lakes. You can go across the border in two, uh, two and a half hours. And, and, and you get four seasons. Three right. Years, 
three of them are better than the winter, but uh, winter's <laughs> got, we got hockey to, to, to get us through the winter. So. Yeah, you got all that, and you got cool, crisp Utica Club. Do you see, Jonesy, why we need to be associated with this brand? I just I worked that in seamlessly. <laughs> that was an effortless plug. I will my father about it. I just want to be able to put a six pack of club on the and just be brought to you by Utica Club. That's it. They don't need to give me anything. That's it. Um, Jonesy's dad works for the brewery, but it you know, is a, listen, they got a great organization over there. Great. All the best. And uh, I love, I, I don't drink as much beer anymore because I, it goes right to the, you know, <laughs> I got, I just got to lay off the beer a lot. I just got to lay but I still, that's my drink of choice. Utica Club, Saranac, anything like that. It's, um, yeah, now that I th- I feel like every time I've seen you having a drink at the odd, you were probably drinking Tito's, right? Well, so here's the thing. I became a season ticket holder, it will have been three or four seasons ago, and I got in a membership at the Zetlin Lounge, and that's the place to be. That's the place to be. When, when everything resumes again, I'll have you guys all in there. Yeah, um, can you get me in? That would be great. I can get you in. Yes, yes, definitely can get you in. And they have very generous pours there. Woo. I will say that. So I always order a Tito's and Club double wherever I go. Right. Because, okay? you know, me and Vodka, we get along great. But <laughs> I have to ask for half a single at, at that bar. I'm like, can I have half? Right. Put a little less in there. I got I got three periods to get through here. Come on. Right. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I think that's one of my favorite things about the odd itself. Cause like you say it's like an AHL arena or like a D3 arena. People just assume it's kind of like a, whatever the local sporting arena is, but like. Skating rink. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you get, you get to the odd and there's like four bars. There's all this, it's bananas and they're all packed, bro. If, I know I'm a, we're season ticket holders. I know there's a lot of season ticket holders. I walk in the Horton room and I'm like, there's no way there's this many season ticket holders. I can't move in this place. <laughs> and it was, so this was one of the interesting things that Rob had talked about this morning on the show is, you know, and that's why, you know, I, I, I you know, donated the remainder of my uh, season tickets last year and, and, and paid for them up front this year not knowing what was going to happen because, again, getting back to what the Comets have done to downtown. What, right. I mean, this, I mean, what a, what they have done in the last seven, eight years now, some, almost 10 years now and a couple of years, what they've done, it's worth, it's worth saving and keeping afloat. So right. what he talked about is that, that support and, and, you know, those first few seasons and, and moving forward and all the successes the team has had and, the support from the fans has allowed them to. So the way he set it up is basically they're prepared to not have a fan in the stands at all this year. Right. They're financially prepared to handle the season without fans. So that's a good sign that they've awesome. got, they've got, you know, um, they've got the finances to get through, and to get on to hopefully the next season, because with this vaccine, you know, starting to come out um, and frankly, a lot of people getting it, you know, it's unfortunate that it has taken so many lives, but you know, with more people getting it, there's, you know, some immunity there once you have it. So I think we're, and this is the optimist in me, I think we're getting closer to where we can, you know, you look at the Buffalo bills, that's a big step. Oh yeah. 
you got an 80,000 seat stadium, but you're going to have, you know, less than 10%. That's a step. We, you know, who would have thought that there was going to be games at a, uh, fans at a football team? Different thing. Open air arena, 80,000, a little different, but it's, it's all these little stepping stones. Yep. And absolutely, uh, we're getting closer to reopening, but to know that the comments have been able to keep afloat and are going to be there through this. And we're going to be able to go back to the other. It's like, you think about it. We, we would have been halfway through this season. I know it's, it's crazy. I love that you brought up Rob Ash because he's, he's somebody that I love to talk about, especially in this capacity because of basically everything you say, everything he's done, for the community with the comments and just in general, like you think about everything he's done in Mohawk Valley gardens with the restaurants and everything is incredible. I mean, when this whole thing first started, they were doing fish fries at babes and he had guys that were working as ice crew guys or ushers directing traffic just as an excuse to pay them. I've I mean, got my, puck, I've got my puck, the virus t-shirt. I got mine upstairs too. I was, yeah. I was happy to do that because you know, you get to know a lot of the people that work uh, right. at, the, at the, at the Adirondack Bank Center and you get to, you know, become very friendly with them and, you know, to, to know that they were hurting. I mean, you think about this, this pandemic has affected all the things that we enjoy, right? right? Nobody likes going to fucking Walmart, you know, and, and shopping there. It's a nightmare, you know, but that's open. Yeah. You can't, you can't go to a show. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to a sporting event, you know, that's that's the toughest part about this this COVID thing, but you know the fact that they were able to keep on a lot of people and move them around and have it because, like you said, Rob could have gone anywhere. He could have done anything. He had a great career in the NHL. I mean, he was on the, the freaking Olympic team for for crying out loud. Played in Russia. You know, he could have done anything. I know he could have done anything, but he yeah. chose to come back here. And do what he said. And the and the big thing that has to get done, it has to happen. It is essential. Is the nexus center that thing has to get built? It has to get finished, and that will be a, that will be huge for the area. Oh yeah. Any? Do you have any? I I, I hear what you, like what you guys if that ever comes up on the radio or anywhere else. I've seen. Do you guys have any news on that? Like, I, I last thing I heard is that they're at a standstill and nobody's getting paid. So I, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see it happen. It would be great, especially with all these juniors leagues that are starting back up, if that was done and ready to go, oh my God, Utica would be in a great spot right now. Let me give you an idea of how, and, and you guys are all very well-versed on sports and how things work on all levels. So you, you won't be surprised to hear this or surprised to know that tournament sports bring in buku bucks. Yeah. Right? So I had a good friend of mine who owns uh, Cooperstown Fun Park uh, out in Cooperstown. It, he does bumper boats, go, uh, go-karts, batting cages, laser tag, arcade games, and he's got his liquor license, and he serves food. So really? <laughs> down the road, a mile and a half, is the Cooperstown Dreams Park, the Disney World of Little League Baseball. Okay? Right. His business doesn't rely on the, the, the locals from Cooperstown that come to do that shit. It's the uh, mom, dad, siblings – kid playing at the, at the fun park or at the dreams park uh, in the tournament that week, you know, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, and they're coming and they're spending money. Kids go do the, go do the go-karts. And we're going to have this uh, six pack and this other six pack. And just, they stay there and drink because their hotels done. That is what Nexus center will be. If you look at the dreams park in Cooperstown, that's what it is. You know, we talk about Dick's sporting goods. 
How many times do kids say, oh, I forgot my glove, or, oh, I need new, uh, I need new gloves, for, I need new uh, cleats for soccer, I forgot mine at home. That's an influx. You got people staying at the hotels, eating right. at the restaurants. So of all the things going on in the area, that thing needs to get built. And the problem is a lot of that project was based on state money and the state is financially in a bad place right now, even before COVID, but now especially. Um, and that's, that's the holdup essentially. Right. Yeah. I, that was one of my big thoughts too. Cause I'm just from doing this, one of my, uh, my really good friends, he actually has, season tickets in the same row as us um, at, at the odd is uh, Rick Simone. His dad is Mark Terry's uh, partner at Mark Terry's Hockey Supply. I haven't talked about Mark Terry's Hockey Supply in a while. I know Brad loves to plug that one. But um, me and Mark were talking about, this is a while back, me and Mark were talking about that, just like how great it was exactly what you just said. Oh, mom, I forgot my, my elbow guard, something like that. Run over to Kateri's, boom, helps out a mom and pop shop. Like that's, it's just tough, man, right now that to see that not get like, cause I drive by it every day on my way to work. So to not see it built and just be this concrete and steel structure standing in the sky. It's like, man, the amount of revenue for the area right now would be so huge. Cause you're in, in prime driving distance to some of the best mom and pop restaurants in the area. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it's tough. And other than all the other, you know, and, and, you know, I've mentioned all the great things about Utica and the surrounding areas, but I mean, really it is the food. Yes, we are the chicken riggy greens half moon Utica Club capital of the world. Yeah, I got people. Beer sold after prohibition. Damn it! That's right. I have literally never heard of chicken riggies until Dom said it a few months ago. I was like, "What is this?" I know you like. What is what is that? You you had. I'm down here on Long Island. I got I got almost any Italian food that you can imagine, and Dom's talking chicken riggies. I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) <laughs> you, I mean, that's the thing too. You know, I would say I'm a bit biased and Utica's got the best Italian food, but I mean, Long Island downstate, you know, I, I got to. That's the bagels, man. It's just the bagels. bagels. Well, have you, been, have you been up to Utica to try not Bagel yet. Grove? Nope, not yet. They say Bagel Grove is very, very similar to a Long Island or downstate water bagel. So. Ooh. Listen, yeah, and it's the water that they boil them in that makes a I'm, difference. I'm a fan of Bagel Grove, but my go-to is Willie's Bagels and North Jenny. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's close to the house for me, one thing, so it's easy. But if I didn't have to drive as far, I'd probably be a little less biased. Um, but, but yeah, the food's fantastic. Um, I, I One thing I don't miss about Comics Games, though, is I, you know, because they're especially a game during the week. I usually work late, so I end up getting stuck eating at the odd, and there's $30 a week in food. <laughs> <laughs> but let me do something. Chicken tenders at the Adirondack Bank Center. Some of the best chicken tenders in town. Oh, yeah. Foot- yeah you got, got, probably got to put down the mortgage for it, though. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But uh, but the the chicken tenders are good. Um, but getting back to I want to talk a little bit more about the local hockey, especially Utica College. One of the things that really bothered me about COVID was if there was ever a, a, te- a Utica College Pioneers team that was going to win it all, it was the team from last year. It was it was the 2019-20 uh, hockey team. And, uh, you, you know, my buddy and financial advisor, Greg Burmester, you know, would, would be mad at me for saying that. But um, no, say it. I think last year's team would have been the one to definitely do it. And Your buddies with Burmaster, by the way, not to interrupt you. He's my financial advisor. Can you uh, put in a good word for me? I'd love to talk to him on the podcast. I will. I will definitely <laughs> do that. He's, no, but I, let's – He's let's, killing it right now. He's he like, is. He is 
he's scoring goals and and uh, he got his. I told him so when he had he recently had a. Um, I'm sure you saw it on social media. He had he was skating behind somebody, and the person in front of him slipped, and the right. skate sliced the shit out of his jaw, like horror movie. Blood everywhere, borderline went into shock. Oh my God. Almost blades of glory Terrible. injured. And mm. I, I so I remember talking to him later that day or that night and I said, Well, your rank cred went up uh, quite a bit now. And <laughs> he's down there and he's scoring. I mean he's 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 playing a lot and he's uh he's doing really well. So I yeah. how For, cool uh, was that to see Greg Burmaster in the preseason game? It's awesome. Oh dude. As awesome. I, for, for those of you who don't know, because obviously having Katsy in Long Island and Marissa in the greater New England area, people are going to not know who we're talking about. Greg Mur- Burmaster played Utica College Hockey, currently with the to- Tulsa Oilers, playing in the ECHL. Three goals, six games. Is that good? Not a bad deal, you know? Um, yeah, he, he's ripping it up. Um, but yeah, that was the big thing because we talked to, obviously, Jackson Rutowski, um, Rome native. Uh, freshman last year on the team they got nine freshmen i mean that team in the next couple of years is going to be unbelievable and then we also talked to i'm sure you saw brandon osmondson uh rookie of the year mm-hmm. kid was i mean he was a stud that kid's sick jonesy was blown away by him. i mean the kid's a beauty i mean he's awesome but uh yeah man that was that was my first thought it's like i, I said it on the episode with brandon me and samantha and my buddy steve and we have our four season tickets we're at the we're at the odd it's uh, the last game before they got shut down. They're playing the crunch and they're playing like garbage. I'm sure you were probably either there or at least caught the recap. And it was when they first started shutting everything down. And we're like, everyone's falling on the phones. Like, oh, this is getting shut down. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, UC's on such a run right now. They were on their 20-game heater. I mean, they were just, it was unreal. They had just clinched the UCHC and it's just like, all right, let's go. Like, we're going to, we're going to nationals. Let's make a noise. Frozen forward or bust. That's it. And then they shut yeah. everything down. It's heartbreaking especially for the seniors i felt terrible for them it's awful and you feel bad for Heenan. you know um i remember when gary like was still new because he started uh when i was interning with keeler um on 927 when when we were doing that show back when i was 15 and still in high school and stuff and he's just a marketing genius i mean he took a college hockey team and made it the biggest thing, you know, you know, up until the comments. But that was a that was a you know, people he packed that place for college hockey. Oh I mean, yeah, it's always been a hockey town, so that that was very advantageous on his part. But he had the above and beyond um, desire to not just coach the team, but to you know make it exciting and make the games fun and and do everything even you know that he could to to do that. And I think that they got screwed on a lot of, uh, you know, tournament entries. I mean, let's face it. They should have been in a lot more than they, than they were, but you know, everything's, you know, everything's very political, you know, like, Oh, well, we're not really a fan of the way you do this or, well, you know, you, you think you deserve this. Well, guess what? We're going to give this, this uh, selection to somebody else. So I especially felt bad for him last year because you know, we were on the stage. We had gotten the stage for that last game at the, you know, at the at the at the bank is what they call it, and yeah. uh, you know, and it was a big celebration. And to have it end like that was really tough. But. 
Yeah, it's that was one thing because you you know obviously you would know especially just from talking to whoever is involved in the area or just around. But talking to Jackson, I don't remember if it was on the recording or not, but he he was playing down in down in Virginia and in, in juniors and Gary was texting him every day. Hey, how's it going? He's not even on the team yet. He's just committed. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? <laughs> coming down to watch him play. He's in Canada playing juniors, texting him. Hey, how's it going? Coming up to watch him play. And it's just like, this guy is a, the guy's a monster. I don't know how he does all the things he does, but he just, it goes to show how much him and Thierryn love the program. Like they make it happen. And it's genuinely impressive for that. It's like, we talked about on the last show, Ray Biggs posted a couple months ago. It was like, if, I think I don't remember what the direct uh, post was, but it was something was like if we ever needed any proof that what we do here in Utica is special, the Utica College Men's Pioneers program put up better numbers attendance wise than Boston University. Yeah. I mean, it's it's dude, it's bananas. UC games are. I, this is the main reason why I was so excited to talk to you because I don't just sound like the bumbling Comets fan idiot that I am. It, <laughs> I, the Utica fan base is. I don't even know if I'm un just completely unfiltered, absolutely off their rockers, bananas, insane. I mean, we're talking about a fan base, like when the part of the anthem, oh, say, can you see? Yeah. I mean, I get chills just thinking about it. Every oh. time. You don't see that in other – I mean, you just don't see that in other – I mean, that's a – luckily for Gary is a huge recruiting tool. I mean, you take a, you take a young player that's thinking about going to any other college and they come to the Adirondack Bank Center – the Utica Memorial Auditorium, the the basically Madison Square Garden Junior, because for those who don't know, the architecture is very similar. And, uh, you know, that's a big selling point. And again, it gets back to every person, you know, just the people in this area. You think about like, you know, I know getting off in a bit of a tangent here, but not only Boy. are they the best fans and the best supporters, but you, you know, we have the heart running walk, the ride for missing children, the you know, when anybody, there's a, a, some sort of need, this community steps up and, and donates and is generous. It's just a great place to be. So, Oh yeah. And that's especially shows in the way that both Heenan and Ash run their programs. You know what I mean? Like you got Carter Banks and Wacey Hamilton going to read books to kids at like Waterville elementary. And then right. you got, and then Heenan's got, Heenan's got Jackson and the other UC guys standing out in the rain at the mall collecting teddy bears. Cause we can't have a teddy bear toss this year. The teddy bear toss. I mean, that's the, I mean, there's been other teddy bear toss, but talking, talking to those two guys about being on the ice for the teddy bear toss game. Just, I mean, dude, it's, it, it's absolutely electric while you're in the stands, but listening to Jackson talk about sitting on the bench and just having this tidal wave of bears fly over his shoulders, bro, it's, it's crazy. I, I feel like I was going to ask you because I feel like you'd be able to kind of give a little bit of insight on this because it kind of seems like your wheelhouse, but I feel like a big reason why the community has embraced both the Comets and, and absolutely the Pioneers so much is because for lack of better words, for a while, there really wasn't much else here. You know what I mean? Especially before the comments started coming around, there wasn't a lot of development. There was just, I mean, the majority of the city, you come over the bridge off of, you say you get off 90, come over the bridge on North, North Genesee street. And the majority of what you see is just kind of rundown buildings and really nothing else. And then you have, you have the pioneers starting to pick up some steam. Their attendance is really good. The comments come to town. They're like, Oh, this is a legitimate professional hockey team. A couple of years go by, you get uh, Utica city, you get some, professional soccer being played in the area, which is also, oh I mean, I Jonesy, I have you ever been to one of these games? 
I thought UC I games? The uh, uh, Utica City, the the football club. Football club. No, dude, it's oh my god. Even if you don't like soccer, even if you don't like soccer, it's not it's not typical soccer. No, it's <laughs> no, not, it's, it's, know, it's, like it's bananas. It's like an arena football. What game. is that like? Is that like USL League Two or League One? It's um, I don't remember the exact league. I got to look it up. But yeah, they're Utica City Football Club, and it's you know it's the indoor 15. soccer. Major. Oh, it's indoor soccer. Okay. It's MASL or ML. It's Major Arena Soccer League. Okay. Yes. And um, very cool. You know, because that's the thing too. You know, no, I mean, people play soccer. God bless them. They're a lot more in shape than me, and God bless them. <laughs> but you know, it's like, oh man, how much time is left? How do I know when this fucking game is over? I don't know how much is extra time. What's gonna, you know. When do I, what do I do? You know, is it okay to scream? Did I do the right thing? Are they out? I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. This right. is, you have a time, you have a clock. They score. It's like the lights go on. It's crazy. Yeah, they roll the lights. And I, the game that I think the, the last game we went to, like, because it's indoor and there's no out of bounds and you can play the ball off the boards and stuff. I think it's like, it was like seven to five or something. Like, it's insane. It's just like rapid fire. Boom, 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 you boom, the boom. the beer garden, like right yes. where... So they have this beer garden and, you know, usually where the benches are, or no, it's where the penalty boxes are and, like, that whole side of the, of the hockey rink. You could get hit by a ball if you're not careful. Yes. yes. There's, like, players jumping into the stands and shit like that. It's, Dude, uh, it's, it's, it's wild. I was wildly impressed. But you know what it is, too, is that when I first heard about that, I was like, man, a lot of people are going to see this and think, like, soccer is, like – not really the most popular sport in, in America. Brad's got different stories because he lived in England and he went to some Premier League games, so he's got Banana Land stories. Stand outside of those games, they yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Katzi played college soccer, so he he he's got his his into the know of the games. But when I saw that coming, I was like, you know, given the demographic of the city, soccer's like the perfect sport to put a professional like a professional team here. It's perfect, and the and the attendance showed because it was bananas. Yeah, I mean, we've got, I mean. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I'd be remiss if I did not talk about what the refugee community in the city has done for its growth. Right. I mean, if you've never, I mean, you want to talk about good food. Yeah. I mean, you've got great Italian food, but you go down to East Utica, down Albany street and all those areas over there. I mean, we will, I mean, how about, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Island breeze. I'm, I'm probably saying the name of the Island breeze. Jamaican food. Right. <laughs> in Utica by Munson Williams. I did, yes. I discovered that gem uh six to seven months ago. Oh my god. They've got they've got like chicken riggies. It's called Rasta Pasta. Yes. <laughs> get to know it. I mean, if you don't know it, you need to get to know that shit. It is good. Yeah, dude. That's one thing that's really cool. It is it's cool that you mentioned about it. It's like any country you want to eat in, we got it. You know what I mean? It's like exactly. especially you know you know from working at Dick's too. What was like the main thing? You'd see kids come in buy soccer balls. Soccer was nuts. Soccer I mean, we've got a great uh, Bosnian and uh, Filipino com uh, communities here. Uh, too many to mention. And, um, you know, soccer is a big thing. Every word but America. I, I do have an appreciation for soccer. I was not trying to knock it earlier. And we, we have uh, a bid for the World Cup in 2026 for it to be hosted in Canada the states and mexico so that alone if we do get the bid for that that is huge for the growth of this the sport in this country and it, it that's a really good spot to be in in the next couple of years oh yeah for sure i 
I try, like, I watch highlights occasionally on, like, because Premier League soccer is amazing in comparison to MLS, obviously. Um, but, like, I watch, my girlfriend's a big soccer fan, so we watch, like, the Women's World Cup because she loves the women's team. Because oh, they, I mean, they the, were the just. The men got to get on that level. Dynamite. Wise, Dude, the right? women's team is dynamite. dynamite. It is exciting to watch those ladies play to, to play, but the guys got to step it up a little bit. Yeah, they'll get there. there. That's uh, I love it because we just I just got her to try. We had fo- she had pho for the first time, so Vietnamese, you know Vietnamese food, and it's just like it's crazy because you see like for some reason at Utica everybody seems is just like oh it's like really it's all just Italians, but then you really get into it and you go and you find like like you mentioned Island Breeze, it's like the most like just kind of you could be walking down the street or driving around the corner. It's like oh that place looks you know just kind of like nothing really special, and then the food it just knocks you out like it's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know. That's one thing I do love about this community, that and obviously the hockey. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. That's so funny. I mean, that's a good point that, that uh, you know, that, that gets back to Rob's just, you know, overall, like, you know, forward thinking and knowledge and awareness of, you know, where, where we're at and, and the type of community we have. And, uh, you know, it's really great. As um. So you, I'm assuming you guys probably had him call into the show today, right? He didn't didn't come in. What's that, Rob? Today, he I'm assuming he called yeah, in no, the no, show. We, we haven't had an in studio guest probably since March. So okay, I, so but you've met him obviously before, have you? Is he? Yeah, yeah. I love this. Is something that I, I've always wanted to because I, I I've met him when I was ten. You know, it's been a long time, but to, when I see him up in his box. Uh, sitting there with this blazer, just looking all professional. He's like, he's got like this presence about him that's like kind of almost intimidating because he's not a small guy. I mean, he's six yeah. foot, two hundred pounds. Like we're like the same size, but especially he's looking all professional. Isn't it kind of crazy to see a guy who's done everything he's done? For example, you know, playing the NHL. He played over in Russia for a couple of years, and he's a local kid. Played 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 for hockey here just to kind of see him carry himself so professionally and be able to manage everything. Like this is a guy, people don't appreciate how much he's got to work with the Canucks organization and how much he's got to work with the league in general. People kind of just think he's, there's so many people in Utica that think the comments are just a Utica thing and don't appreciate that. There's just whole nother level to this where Rob now has this reputation with NHL owners because he's got to deal with them not just not just in Vancouver now but now he's got to work with Armstrong in St. Louis with with their organization and their ownership that's crazy to me to see that is that something that comes as a surprise to you just the way he's been able to handle all of this no no because (laughs) Rob is not a um, I mean obviously there's some responsibilities he has to delegate he can't do it all but in the renovation phase of the of the odd he's you know he's up there ripping out seats, painting, doing work. He's not sitting idly by and watching other people do it. He's had his hand on in every part of the development of this team. And just alone what he has to do to make this season happen, you know, to, to, to opt in and to make this whole thing happen with, with, you know, with not only Vancouver. I mean, there's a reason that Vancouver that is literally on the other side of the in, an, in another country, obviously, but on the other side of the country, right. you know, to, to stay with Utica, it speaks volumes, you know, that they, that they have for so long wanted to keep, you know, their affiliate club in Utica. There's a reason for that. And Rob's got a big part of that. And to, to be able to put together this deal with St. Louis as, as well is, is huge and is, 
indicative of, uh, of his talents and passion. Because especially with COVID coming, it would have been very easy for him to say, uh, this is not worth it, throw my hands up and that's it. But that's just not, not how he is. Yeah, I, I would assume, at least from my perspective as a fan, and Jonesy, you'll be able to appreciate this a lot just because you're as into the international hockey scene as I am, especially with, like, import. Because Jonesy, you know, me and you, for some reason, are some of the only people who think Jonesy's story is awesome. But um, You've done a lot, brother. You have done a lot. Bro, the first time me and him talked, because I had him on, he was like, he was, him and Katz, this is, it's crazy that they both do this with me permanently now. Uh, they were the first guests I ever had on the podcast. But Jonesy, Jonesy, every single time he got up to a part of his story, it got weirder. Like, it just kept going. Like, I don't know where he was when you guys talked, but it, it never ends. Dude, it go, he's like, oh, I played here and I played here and I went down to Australia and then I played professional baseball in Australia and then I went over here. It just never ends. I think when we talked to you, you were doing pro football in... Maybe that was in us. Was it Australia that you were that was in, It was Poland. It was the first, the Poland, first, pro, yeah. the first pro deal I got. Yeah. And, and, and then that branched off and uh, that was after the UK. Then it was Australia and then Switzerland where I have continued to be and was prior to COVID. They've been, they've had their shit. They have their COVID shit together. They've got it going on there. They're the best country there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very pro Switzerland. country. <laughs> I am beyond pro Switzerland. That's uh, it goes beyond. I, I'd love to have the citizenship. Yeah. Well, maybe for the chocolate, right? Yeah, for the chocolate. Um, but <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's true. Really he's living. He's living the dream out here. He's living the dream out here. Um, but that's something. Uh, looking at Rob, and this is why I wanted to uh, get your point of view, Jonesy. It's just like looking at the things he did just to kind of make his career happen. Like played in the NHL, and then to keep his career going, went over to Russia. Like that's not an easy thing to do. Like to play internationally is not an easy thing to do. So for him to be able to handle all this, like. I mean, it's just crazy. Now it's gotten to a point where whenever he gets his hand in something with Mohawk Valley Gardens, like I remember going to Babes a couple of years ago and it was all right. And then here comes Mohawk Valley Gardens. They're going to be in control of Babes, Macaroni, Grill, and Bar. And I'm like, oh, well, Ash is going to be in control of it. So it's probably going to be great now. <laughs> well, even 72, you walk in there and it's like, what? This is, this yeah. is, it's crazy. That was, that was my thought is when they completed, especially the facade, right? The exterior facade of the, of the auditorium. And, you know, when they score, it lights up outside. I'm like, this is in fucking Utica, New York. Crazy, bro. I mean, what? This is, I mean, this is big stuff here. This is, this is pretty cool. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with Rob being overseas for things like that, you know? So he's, he's not, he's, he's a guy that's from here, but he's not like he was just here. He's cultured enough. He's seen places. He's like, perspective. He has right. a lot of the different experiences that he can bring back to Utica to give us this kind of idea and this, this new, this new age thought process that not everyone would have from here. So like, you know, you see the, the people who never have left Utica, they see this stuff. Holy shit, this is insane. Because like, I've seen it over like going to games over there, like this stuff's kind of standard. And then the Russians, like you have seen the games on TV or you've seen the highlights from there. They're, they're nuts in the stands. Right. But then Rob brings that stuff here and it just, it blows people's minds because they don't know that it exists. So he's, his perspective that he's achieved by doing the NHL, by going to Russia and then bringing it all back here is what's made the Utica so sick and what's made the ABC, which I'm going to call it, I think, from now on because it's a mouthful. It's very easy. Yeah, that's good. Like, which is so <laughs> awesome. And I, mean, I've, I think I've only been to one game since they like did the revamp. 
other than playing there because they let us play. <laughs> I mean, dollar blast, everybody. Now we just need to get on the train. Go ahead, Jones. You don't mean to interrupt you. But I think, you know, if he does hop on with Dami Dollar Bills over here, like, that would be obviously great. But, I mean, the odds going under, the, the now he's kind of um, Well, now he's just riffraff. <laughs> but, I Started mean, he, a movement. And, and I, I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. I was talking to – I don't know if you know Pat Spatuzzi, um, but, but Spats, he was telling me that he was an integral part of getting the UCFC here and sure. getting it in Utica. And then, obviously, this whole thing with the Blues – I mean, the guy, he just, he has a vision and he understands, he gets it, he gets the business. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting that you talk about that because not many people know Utica City FC was in Syracuse. And in the first two seasons, I don't even remember, maybe it was the Rhino or whatever. I don't really remember what the Syracuse team name was. But when they moved to, I remember talking to actually one of the players um, and you know, God, you know, I'm, my memory isn't what it was before college, but uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. But when we went to college together at Lemoyne, so I remember when he got, he's on Utica City FC, and I remember talking to him one day, and uh, he said, uh, man, we were playing in Syracuse, but we did not have, I mean, that was the other thing too. They were, you know, they had maybe a few people going to the games in, in Syracuse. And I mean, right. I mean, you have two, I mean, crunch games are, you know, yeah, well, that's that's um. I'm glad you brought that up because there there's two thoughts I got from what we just we just covered, and the first thing is like kind of like Jonesy, and you even said it too. Like that, that's you guy. I remember the first Comets game since the re- the renovation. I brought my dad to, and you got to think my dad's been going to hockey games at the odd his entire life. He's lived in Utica forever. He used to take me to Prowlers games. He the odd from the time they shot slap shot till recently <laughs> never changed. We walk into the odd, and he goes. I've only had one beer. Is this the same building? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that it's, uh, it's the same building, but it's, it's, it's interesting. You bring up the crunch because I was going to ask you, obviously I'm sure you got, I don't know if you looked at the season ticket holder email, the comments just sent about, you know, here's what they're doing with your tickets. Since we're not going to be getting the games. Everybody's going to have AHL TV home and away now, which is cool. Yeah. We already have it, but not a big deal, but I'll cancel it and get the free one. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, don't pay for that shit. Yeah, right. But um, if you look around at other AHL, like when they play, like say they play in Toronto or Syracuse or, or, or Belleville, which Belleville is just outside of Ottawa. Toronto, they play literally in Toronto. The fan environment, experience, whatever you want to call it, like the fan, the amount of fans in the building even is just nowhere in comparison to what we do. It's just not even close. And you I think that. you hear that in the interviews with the players too. A lot of these guys have been moved around. They've gone to different teams and come up and come down. And, you know, it's, it's got to be a little bit of a, you know, a shock for some people that they're used to playing, like, in that empty, echoey, billowy rink. Rec center. <laughs> Rec center. And then they come here and they're like, what the hell is this? I mean, even Biz Nasty said it multiple times on Spit and Chicklets. No, <laughs> yeah. He has. He said it. He's when brought he it up. For the, when he played for the Monarchs, when they, right? Or was that who, who beat yeah. us in the – the monarchs, yep. In the final, right? So when he yeah. played for them, he's like, I, he goes, you know, he said multiple times, that arena, they're right on top of you. They're passionate fans. And it was one of the most, and he's played in the NHL, the guy that has played in every barn there is. And he's come to Utica and he said it's one of the most electrifying, like, fan experiences that he's been in. 
And yeah, that's, um, that's on the, the number one hockey podcast in the world. That's yeah. That's that's a and not only not only is it the number one hockey podcast in the world, and obviously it works for Barstool Sports, which is a huge outlet. But that's a guy that played seven hundred plus games professionally in the NHL. Like he's played everywhere. And I I, I wanted to find the quote because I wanted to get it directly. Um, he told I believe he said this originally to ESPN, but Light ninety eight point seven in two thousand sixteen actually ran the story after the Calder Cup, and his direct quote was. They had a crazy atmosphere in Utica. It was nuts. My parents were sitting behind a guy who had a prosthetic leg. When they would <laughs> score, the guy behind him would fill it with beer and chug it out of the prosthetic leg. They were all over us. It was the most I've ever been intimidated in an opposing rink. That's huge praise. Sick. Yeah. Big praise. That's a guy who not only played all those games professionally, but is known for being a scrappy enforcement fighting hockey player. You know, he's no, he's no, no slouch. So like to hear that from a guy who's done what he's done is just like that, that to me says it all. But then there's a lot of people who don't appreciate it. So it's like, but to me, that says it all. It's like, this place is insane. You had the green men leaning over the, the penalty box, harassing guys. I mean, it's, there's nothing like it, dude. It's crazy. I remember I found out the identity of one of the green men finally because I used to uh, I used to bartend over at Autolicious when it was oh, oh yeah yeah Frank had Autolicious over at Tony's there and uh, yeah. you know a couple times he'd come in and was like dropping hints he was one of my regulars for before the game and then he finally told me I want another green man and I was like <laughs> I was like a little starstruck you know dude that's awesome I um yeah no I uh the the CEO upstairs. I went to high school with one of them. I know, I know, I know a little bit about him. I, I wanted to like see if I could reach out and try to get him on the podcast, but I would, but he really, would have to wear the green. He would have well, to wear the I, I would like to, to just do, I could post the video and it would just be him in green and not responding to anything we say. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it would be, that's, and that's something I think that sets us apart. Like, I don't know what part of, where, where are your seats? In the building? So I'm in section uh, – geez, I'm blanking on the section now. But right behind the goalie, um, not the stage side, but I got row A. I'm in the first row. So I'm in an aisle seat. So my, my seats are here and the aisle's there. Okay. So all right. Nice. I got the bar. I can, like, lean. Yeah, I was going to say, you're like – oh, so you're right across from us then. We're in section 206. So you're, like – we're, like, right across from each other because we're on that side, you know, the, the goal that they attack once. So that's the same, yeah. the same one. So – it's interesting because you get to know, especially as a season ticket holder, and it's not just the comments, it's any sport in any, any town, but you get to know the people around you, kind of. Like, there's this one guy, it took me two years to find out his name, but he's, as far as I was concerned, he was the let's go comments guy because he yells it all the time. <laughs> and, then, and then there's the lady with the Padan jersey, and then there's this crazy guy, this dude that sits in front of us, got season tickets, he's completely insane, comes in yelling, wants high fives every five seconds, jumping in front of little kids to get on the Jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one literally he'll, he's got this comet sign he's leaning in front of him like oh yeah i'm like dude you're 40 like <laughs> Listen, some people they just have they never the passion never leaves them. oh dude it's it's crazy i'm i'm really hoping we can get back in the building i tweeted today a video of me like some, I think it was the first game of the season I'm introducing the team, and I was like yeah if we could just go ahead and recreate this energy in my living room that would be fantastic <laughs> but it's just <laughs> I know, I know, it's not gonna happen. Um, I think we've probably held you for about an hour. 
Uh, anybody got anything else for Andrew? Any questions? Radio related? Real estate? If you're looking to sell some real estate, Andrew's your guy. Look, look, look my name on Facebook. You can find my cell phone number. Text me, and I will get you into any house you want. To I I don't know why I didn't think of that. I was like, I looked at your Facebook too, and I was like, why don't I just? And then I asked you for your number. Why don't I just text it myself? I already had it. Yeah, yeah, but you can. Uh, uh, yeah, anything you need. I'm very. I'm, like I said, I'm always working. So. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like you are, which is convenient. So am I, so I can relate to that. But yeah, no, if anybody has anything else for Andy, right now is the time. Are the Packers going to get it done? Let me tell you something. If they play like they played the last two weeks, they will. But my problem with them is, and I can say this because I'm a fan, is they'll, they'll have a phenomenal half. They'll put up 21 points. They'll have two interceptions the defense will, you know, be amazing. And then they'll come out in the second half and eh, we're not going to play. We won't play. And they'll lose to terrible teams. Like I'm hoping we have, we have Tampa again or the saints again in the playoffs because. So that makes Rogers want to try. Yeah. But I think (laughs) interesting, the interesting fact that I learned after they, they clinched the one seed uh, the other night was, Rodgers has had buy has had buys before, but as the two seed, he's never had the one seed uh, going into a playoff. So I'm excited, That's... but I'll tell you the team to watch out for, and to God, the Buffalo Bills. And I'm gonna tell you something. Oh yeah, I'm a Packers Circle fan. Circle the wagon, baby. I'm a Packers fan, but I am a Bills supporter. This may be unpopular in some parts of the country or the state, but we have two New Jersey teams and one New York team. And it's the Buffalo Bills. And they yeah. I do not know a team that could that can beat Buffalo. I don't want to play. The, there's the- only there's only one team in the AFC that's got a shot, and it's the Ravens. Yeah, because they're sleepers. But you watch that game, you you watch the last three weeks of, of the NFL and the Bills, and they just <laughs> you had Matt Barkley come out and drop 20 more on top of the 30-plus that Josh Allen drops. Let's not I mean, go there. <laughs> Let's not go he's there. A, he's our associate Dolphins fan. I, I love that you brought that up, too, because, Jonesy, I'll make you a little happy because you'll appreciate this. I'll relate it back to hockey a little bit. But Josh Allen reminds me of TJ Oshie. Is, is there anybody that you can see who enjoys doing what they do for a living more than those guys? I mean, Josh, Josh Allen – Loves it, dude. He's loved it. And then he's just such a nice kid. Like, he's, he's just a genuinely nice guy. Right. And what I see in him, too, is he had what Rodgers had in 2010. And that's the chip on his shoulder. Right. You know, oh, Buffalo, then the four Super Bowls, and they blew it. They're choke artists. They, you know, this, that, and the other. You look at this team. That's not in their wheelhouse. That's not in their mindset at all. They're – the chemist, the team chemistry between the offense and the defense, and they're gelling and they're firing on all cylinders. They're the team to, the really the team to watch. And uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we if we have to play them at all, it might be in the Super Bowl, and that's even that's going to be scary. That's, that's awesome. the matchup I want to see. The Buffalo Bills are definitely winning everyone's hearts in the NFL right now. It's an absolute. It's a story, and it, it was time for them to take over the AFC East, I believe, with Tom Brady out of there, Josh Allen. Uh, turning it up this year, Stefan Diggs, Trey White. It's it's a great team out there. It's a good thing you said that too. It reminded me. I'm so glad that Stefan Diggs is on Buffalo now and not on Minnesota. <laughs> 
because it, you are. setting and, records this year in Buffalo. It's oh. ridiculous. And I just became a fan of football really this year. And uh, shout out to the boys at Trainwreck Sports, but they got me onto the onto the Bills Mafia wagon here. And I, it's been a blast watching and rooting for a team like the Buffalo Bills this year. And it's funny because they really do have – I mean, I'll say I've been to a lot of NFL stadiums. That's kind of my bucket list to do all 30. Um, is it 31 or th- – I think there's only 30. I don't know. It's all different now because this team's sharing and it, it's changed so much. And then they built the one in Vegas and, and all that. But um, Packers fans travel well and – they're everywhere. Every stadium I go to, they really can pack it in. In some cases, you'll hear go pack, go chants at opposing arenas. Right. But there is no other fan that will put themselves through a burning table at a tailgating party. <laughs> I tailgated at Buffalo before, and I didn't think I was going to make it out alive. They, I mean, they know how to party. They got That's great right. fans. And, and <laughs> Buffalo is the only place where you're going to have thousands of people pack the airport, say, fuck the whatever virus and just because they love they wanted to see the team come off i mean they, right and what they did to, what they did with that billboard amazing is is uh hands down is this class too bad, too bad tom brady wasn't there to see it huh oh jeez, yeah bill bill bill's bill's mafia <laughs> coming out strong. yeah we got we got uh we got marissa here pat's fan yeah, no, she's the new englander how is this season t- taking a toll on you i mean you are you begging for cam newton to come back I don't want Cam Newton back. Are you kidding me? I know. We have to Deshaun Watson. No, 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 no. I I want someone younger. I want someone nobody's heard of. That is literally a Bill Belichick move right there. That's right. We that have is- our, we have his dog Nike literally doing picks for us. <laughs> he doesn't even do it. The dog does. Oh <laughs> no. I'll tell you my theory. Might sound crazy, and I probably think I'm insane. Brady's going to end up back in New England. I think oh, he does I not like. It. I think he does not like Bruce Arians. I don't think he likes the way. Um, he's a systems guy. Yeah, he has okay. a system that he has down, and he's known it since two thousand whatever. And people say, "Oh, who was it? Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Was it? It was the combination. It was and both. You no, right you're now, correct. It was both. They're Brady, toxic to each other, but they work so well together. It's disgusting." And Brady, what Brady had in New England that he doesn't have in Tampa, I mean, it is impressive that they have had the season they've had. Uh, but God, that guy had fucking months to throw the ball with that offensive line. For years, they had an offensive line you couldn't get to. You get any? That's why the Giants were able to beat them in those two Super Bowls was that they were able to do what other teams weren't, and that's get pressure on Brady. And we saw that in Tampa this year a lot. That they didn't. Yeah. They had holes in the in the O line. And that is what led to them having the issues they do. He's not, whereas, you know, you know, arguably the go, you know, you can't say anything. The guy's got the rings to prove it. But where Rodgers and Josh Allen and, you know, other quarterbacks have that mobility, he doesn't. And I think that's been a big part of, of why he's struggled a little this year. But sure, you can never sure. count him up. No, never count Tom. You never yeah. know what's gonna happen. I'm never. <laughs> yeah, I'm never Love gonna it. bet against Tom Brady. It's just not. Like, there's Don't. certain guys I'm never like. That's why when people get down on like whether it's football with Tom Brady or the NHL, like I'm never gonna bet against Sidney Crosby or Ovechkin. It's not gonna happen. Um, I, I like that you mentioned how well Packers fans travel and like and like the Bills and stuff because like our fan base here in New York. Are you in the comments hardcore fan page? 
on Facebook? I might, I might not be as active as. I mean, we're talking about an AHL fan base that's taken bus trips to opposing arenas. You know what I mean? It's, it's bananas. It's crazy. So. Like this is the most fans we've had in our, and they're not even ours. But and they're the loud. Yeah, they're loud. They're on TV. They're making noise. I got Drew. Shout out to Drew, friend of the show. Kids from Ontario drives down to Utica for Comets games. How awesome! Yes, how awesome is that? Sent me a picture the other day. He wants me to run it with a blog I'm writing for about about Comets fans. Of him in Toronto, the only Comets scorer. He's the only fan in the area wearing his Comets stuff, standing up, clapping. Awesome. It's electric. I mean, it, it's great. Um, I'm really looking forward to to them. I'm I'm just psyched to watch them play again. I don't I don't care if it's in person or not. I just want to see them play. Um, that's it for me, Andy. If you want to plug your stuff, go ahead. Plug your real estate business. Plug your your radio show. Whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. So Keeler in the morning. We're on. Uh, if you're local, you can get it on 9:50 a.m. It's the it's the other radio band. It's the one you actually have to try and go and find. It's the uh, AM, not morning. AM is the band on the radio that you have to find, okay? You may not have been there for a while. Uh, or you can listen on the WIBX 950 mobile app, which is a free download. As I do. Uh, <laughs> and you can watch on WFXV, Fox 33 in the morning. We did we were simulcast on TV. And then uh, WOUR 3 to 7, 96.9. And uh, if your real estate needs... Just look me up on Facebook. I'm very That's excited. awesome. That's awesome. I love, I appreciate the versatility. Uh, reminds me somewhat of the Mohawk Valley itself. Very versatile. We get it done different ways. Um, as always, give I us a follow. Add one more thing. No, go ahead. Before I go, I am so honored and was very excited to come on today. And uh, thank you for having me. And I just wanted to point out this hat I'm wearing. It says uh, NFC North division champions no date no date perpetual division champions baby <laughs> such a packers hat like <laughs> it's like yeah we're gonna win it so you know just don't put a date who cares <laughs> that's the bears, the bears sometimes are a little bit of a threat but... yeah 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 the vikings have a, a spur every once in a while yeah. they kind of make some noise uh, the lions are you know but hey that. local boy with was head coach and, yeah, uh, Marissa, you know him all too well, Matt. Patricia. I don't even want to hear the words Matt Patricia come out of anybody's <laughs> Well, you house. both just said it. I so. can't with him. That's he like blew that one Super Bowl for me. Uh, I will never forgive him. Our defense looked terrible. And then the year after, they came back and killed it. He's from Seattle, New York. That's thought? right. Fuck you, Patricia. Central New York's native. There are a lot of, you know – there are a lot of, uh, you know, Central New York, you know, Jonesy's one of them, but there's a lot of pro athletes to come out of the um, uh, the greater Utica area. I believe yeah. it. You got, um, you know, it's not greater Utica, it's, it's upstate New York, but Messina, New York's own, uh, Zach Bogosian just won a Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you got Mark Lemke was big baseball fame. Does a radio uh, broadcast for the Braves now. Yep, and um, actually – the guy who is the radio announcer, Tim Roy, he's the voice, the radio voice of the Golden State Warriors. He was on WIBX for a long time. Oh, wow. Brendan Burke, of course, you know, Brendan Burke. Cassie's Isles, baby. Isles that's, that's my guy. Yeah, the uh, Isles, I'm also, I do like the Isles. I'm unfortunately a Rangers fan. Yeah. I'm a Rangers fan. That's uh, right. I forgive go. you as a guest of the show. <laughs> But I do like watching the Isles play. Um, 
Oh, I was supposed to really, I know that you guys are probably trying to go and I'm keeping No, you you're good. We're good. We're good. I, I just figured we'd wrap you. I don't want to keep you all night, but I got a thought about Berkey. Don't let me forget. Go on. Yeah, but I was supposed to go. So my cousin got married. So my cousin who married Brandon's cousin, we were going to have his bachelor party in New York city. And one of the events of the weekend was going to be Lundy's last game at the garden and the shit got canceled. That whole story is insane, man. It's crazy. I, I just wish heart, him the best. Heart problems. Yeah, I just I wish him the best no matter what. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to ever come back. But, I, I mean, he says he wants to. I, I just wish him the best. Uh, as a Rangers fan, I mean, that's I, I still have his jersey. I wear it all the time around the house just to make myself feel better, obviously. I have from St. Patrick's Day, uh, a couple of my buddies, we had uh, the T-shirts with the – it was the green – it was the Irish green and white. Yeah. It was on the back. Oh, it's awesome. I was going to ask you, maybe you have some insider radio information. Maybe you can't say anything. Speaking of Brendan Burke, obviously was in Utica and Brendan Burke is just so great. He does the national broadcast. Sometimes he works with the aisles, obviously. Um, and he's so good on the mic. It's, it's insane. And then Joe Roberts came and replaced him and Joe's been fantastic. I'm pretty sure I read this right, but did I see Joe Roberts' job is posted online? Is he is or is Joe Roberts no more? I don't know, and I would I I, I can find that out for you. I can find that out probably fairly quickly. Um, if you could, that would be great. I have a lot of things that I want you to try to find out Joe. for me. <laughs> I love Joe as a person. Um, him and I got close last Christmas, so we had uh, Town Square does their. We do a lot with garden and the comments and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. Last company Christmas party we had. I gotta love my boss, Karen. She just, she just doesn't care. So it was like a lunch at 72, right? But you ain't expecting me to get back to work after you have a, an alcohol infused lunch at 72 right. for a Christmas party, right? So about four hours in, Joe comes in and starts setting up. Joe is actually a big fan of karaoke, as I am. Guilty pleasure, love karaoke. I miss another fucking victim of COVID. Uh, <laughs> it was karaoke. But uh, he was setting up his equipment, and so Keeler and I and a bunch of people were really drunk, and we're like, come on, let us have the machine. We hijacked the karaoke machine and ended up like George Murad and Luann came out, and we're watching us all do karaoke. People from the Comets off at front office come in, who are these assholes? doing karaoke at you know it's a 72 so joe's a good guy i will have to look into that it would be disappointing he, he seems great and and i asked because again i mentioned the Utica comments hardcore and we get like i i'm always asking people to try to get me insider information so i can kind of like not necessarily break a story but have an idea about it but posted and someone posted director of broadcasting and communications the Utica comments in Utica, new york as a job that's posted on the ahl website and somebody commented again per the Utica comments uh fan group best fans in the AHL. Somebody, I'm not going to say his name, but he is a fan of the show. His name is James posted, says his LinkedIn says comments broadcaster, July, 2018 to September, 2020. So I'm going to go ahead and say, assume there's a change here or he just didn't update it. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, because there's a lot of people and I won't uh, mention their names. A lot of people, you know, they were able to keep a lot of people and pay a lot of people for a long time. Right. But eventually, you know, just, you know. Yeah, that could be – Joe's very good. He's – I mean, it was good. I was nervous at first because Berkey was so great that I didn't think anyone would be we able had to – had, you know, if you remember, there was an – there was an in-between. There yep. was – there was um, – and again, the memory issues are terrible, Yeah, I but, can't remember either. 
Hopefully, they don't listen to this. <laughs> and Roberts, there was, yeah, there was a there was a guy who I think did a season in between. Yeah, I um, because Joe his first year because he had worked with the ECHL and he was good down there. His first couple, I want to say probably about a month. It was a little. It was there was an adjustment period, but when he settled in, he was great. And that's another thing that's crazy about Utagaki. You have Brendan Burke, obviously, but then Joe Roberts is so great. Ray Biggs for the for the Pioneers does not get enough credit. That guy is fantastic. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's incredible. I told that I was talking to him the other day because of I he I work. Near him, we'll say for lack of better words, because I don't like to talk about work on the show. But he's the voice, the presence. That's real life. Like it's not just it's not just on the mic. Like that's him and his real. I go. He was like, I was like uh, Ray Biggs. He goes, Yes, sir. I go, The Ray Biggs. Goes, oh yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird when you hear him outside of. Uh, yeah, because he's such a nice guy. Like he's a yeah. genuinely nice guy. He's not like a imposing or arrogant or anything like that. He's just a generally nice guy. And that's the same way, Joe, Joe, you watch Joe. I'm sure you've seen him because he's got to walk past our seats to get to get to the booth. He's walking in. He's got a Yeti coffee cup, his backpack on. He's carrying his own stuff. You know what I mean? He's just a nice guy, like just genuinely. And I think you have to have a real, not only a passion for hockey, but it is hard. It is hard as you guys know, doing this, you know, as, as, as broadcasters yourself and, and all that. You know, it's hard to do any sort of type of broadcast, but to call a fucking hockey game by yourself, yep. by yourself, let alone uh, having somebody else, is it's not easy. Pronunciation of these names alone to get those down, you know, that's the hardest part. So Yeah, especially in a – as you know, as being an AHL fan, like the, the, the roster changes every 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with Joe. Whoever else we get in next is going to be great. Maybe it'll be Bigsy. Who knows? Maybe he'll move up, get himself a new gig. I, even though he loves UC hockey, uh, so who knows? But uh, either way, I'm looking forward to it. Um, that's and that's that's like I said, that's probably about enough. I don't want to keep you much longer. Uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was terrific. Uh, thanks to the crew for hanging out here, talking local hockey, even though this isn't as much as their bag as it is mine. So um, we appreciate oh, it's that. Your bag, all right. It is my all right, bag. So I'm, well, Hey, I'm, like, honestly, like, like myself and Marissa, we're not from the area where you guys are at. So when we get people like Andrew on the show, it really helps us learn a little bit more about the community. And, and that's awesome for us not well, being around there. So it was nice to meet you guys. Jonesy. I love the beard, man. Keep it up. That is. Fucking he, awesome. uh, he used to have the same beard sponsor as Colton Saucerman. The guy, remember Yukon Cornelius had a little brief stint here. Um, Yukon Cornelius. It was like yes. right around Christmas time. It was the biggest thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Katz worked with him in uh, when he worked for the Monarchs organization when he was there for a little while. Um, and then it's funny, Katz, that you mentioned that because our good friend of the show, Joe Conzi Jr., he's a editor in chief, Trainwreck Sports. Uh, it's an outlet out of Buffalo. The mean Katz. Well, Katz works there technically. I just contribute. Um, but I've got him full blown Utica hockey. Like he's talking about coming to visit just to go to a, a Comets game, or he want, he's writing up something about uh, the all Pioneers about right now. He's all. Dude, he, Andrew, he's all in Utica hockey right now. His kid from Buffalo. I love it. It's it's crazy. Anybody so, who's been to a game here knows it, and they and they get bit by the bug. And uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of people come here to think it's a temporary stop on their way to somewhere else, and they stay. And yeah, uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, thank you again. Uh, that's at Andrew Dominio four on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. And Andrew Dominio on Facebook, look him up. Uh, as always, give us a follow on, we do have our Instagram at real talk podcast. You can follow me at real talk and these degenerates. You'll see them on there. Uh, <laughs> trying to make a presence on Twitter. We're getting there. Today was the first day I ever hit Twitter hard and we got like nine followers. So let's go. Um, hey. I know we're getting there. That's right. If you like what you hear and leave us a review on Apple, follow us on Spotify, give us a subscribe, all that fun stuff. As always, kids, we'll see you next week.